was and has been the only love of my life. It is for his sake that I am now keeping in Westbourne Park a home for stray cats and dogs. I was at that time, as I said before, a little girl. My name was Carmela. My long tangled hair was always all over the place and never would be combed straight. I was not pretty, at least, looking at a photograph of me at that time, I do not think I could describe myself as such. Yet, at the same time, when I look at the photograph, I think my expression may have been pleasing to some people. Irregular features, large mouth, and large wild eyes. I was by way of being naughty, not so naughty as Gabrielle in the opinion of Mademoiselle von Ert. Mademoiselle von Ert, I may interpose, was a wholly excellent person, middle-aged, who really did speak good French, although she was a Belgian, and could also make herself understood in German, which, as you may or may not know, is the current language of Styria. I find it difficult to describe my brother Gabriel. There was something about him strange and superhuman, or perhaps I should rather say preterhuman, something between the animal and the divine. Perhaps the Greek idea of the fawn might illustrate what I mean, but that will not do either. He had large, wild, gazelle-like eyes. His hair, like mine, was in a perpetual tangle. That point he had in common with me, and indeed, as I afterwards heard, our mother having been of gypsy race, it will account for much of the innate wildness there was in our natures. I was wild enough, but Gabriel was much wilder. Nothing would induce him to put on shoes and socks, except on Sundays, when he also allowed his hair to be combed, but only by me. How shall I describe the grace of that lovely mouth, shaped verily, on I always think of the text in the psalm, Grace is shed forth on thy lips, therefore has God blessed thee eternally. Lips that seem to exhale the very breath of life. Then that beautiful, lithe, living, elastic form. He could run faster than any deer, spring like a squirrel to the topmost branch of a tree, he might have stood for the sign and symbol of vitality itself. But seldom could he be induced by Mademoiselle Von Ert to learn lessons. But when he did so, he learned with extraordinary quickness. He would play upon every conceivable instrument, holding a violin here, there, and everywhere except the right place, manufacturing instruments for himself out of reeds, even sticks, Mademoiselle Vanert made futile efforts to induce him to learn to play the piano. I suppose he was what was called spoiled, though merely in the superficial sense of the word. Our father allowed him to indulge in every caprice. One of his peculiarities, when quite a little child, was horror at the sight of meat. Nothing on earth would induce him to taste it. 
Another thing which was particularly remarkable about him was his extraordinary power over animals. Everything seemed to come tame to his hand. Birds would sit on his shoulder. Then sometimes Mademoiselle Vernet and I would lose him in the woods. He would suddenly dart away. Then we would find him singing softly or whistling to himself with all manner of woodland creatures around him. Hedgehogs, little foxes, wild rabbits, marmots, squirrels, and such like. He would frequently bring these things home with him and insist on keeping them. This strange menagerie was the terror of poor Mademoiselle Vanette's heart. He chose to live in a little room at the top of a turret, but which, instead of going upstairs, he chose to reach by means of a very tall chestnut tree through the window. But in